I mean, it's, it's cool. All right, guys. Okay, no, there's, there's, sorry. Okay. Thank you guys so much for participating in this discussion. A lot of people are not privy to politics and voting, um, at least in my circle and community. So this, I felt like this was a very necessary segment to have. It's the second segment of my last episode for season three. So I'm going to go on a hiatus because I have some things to work on. And when we get back, it's going to be a lot more to start, to start talking about again. Okay, so... Um, I decided to have this um, segment because, you know, it's been quite a lot of conversations, you know, dealing with the local elections. Um, of course, obviously, you know, Mr. Orange Man is always tweeting about stuff regarding um, voting. Um, so there's just a lot of conversations that are coming up, but I'm realizing that a lot of us are not really privy or we're not really, um, there's, there's not a lot of awareness or um, information about what's the right thing to do, how to research, um, what's your stance, what party are you affiliated with, and so forth still like sound. that. It still sounds bad for you? Might be your connection point. Okay, yeah. so um, right now, I just want to introduce the guests. We have my big brother, Akil. Um, hello. Hello. We have my other brother, um, Baba, aka Worker Ant. Um, oh. Good friend, Tutu, one of my co hosts of the Cocktails with Kia. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we have our good friend, Steven, here. Got all these intellectual beings here. And cousin Benny. I will tell yeah. you, his, his stance is against voting, so we'll get there. That's going to be very interesting. And then other co-host, April. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and get started. <laughs> so I'm going to get started. Um, my first question um, is, do you feel that it is your civic duty to vote? Why or why not? You gotta bring your you too too far away from the mic. Like, yeah, your audio. Yeah, you got super low, like out of nowhere. Okay, is that better? Mm -mm. Is it better? Oh, is it because it's recording, April? It's better now. Whatever you did, that I don't know what you did, but it works now. Okay, so keep it there. All right, guys. So um, I say yes because it helps me um, on a lot of levels. Did you start recording? Oh. <laughs> Bloopers. So <laughs> yes. And um, I say yes because um, for, well, for me, it's obvious reasons. Um, my voice needs to be heard. I, I am... A citizen of the US I have to deal with taxes I have to deal with laws if I ever get any kind of issue happen I have to go to court I have to deal with the judges I have to deal with uh, different you know I just like it affects me like voting affects me the elected officials how they run things what they will vouch for affects me um, so that's why I feel like voting is very important and going to now I'll choose a kill to answer 
do you feel that it's your civic duty to vote? Why or why not? Um, yeah, I feel like it is my civic, my civic duty to vote because, first of all, you know, I'm exercising a right that, you know, my ancestors or people before me didn't have. Okay. Um, so, you know, like in the 60s or 50s going on, like if they had a voice to vote, I feel like things would be a little bit different for us now. So um, I'll be doing a disservice if I wasn't trying to exercise at least my right to vote. Um, when it when it comes to all the circumstances, things going on, um, I just feel that I just need to have my voice heard, um, because that's the only way we're gonna make change. Um, that's a, that's the that's the uh, that's what everybody's talking about. Like we yeah. can protest, we can march, we can you know ra raise our fists for like you know equality but the only way to really get that is start knocking some of these people out of office on a local level on the state level and on the federal level so um okay. i believe that's my right to get that my voice heard you know got it all right i'm gonna go with steven <laughs> um I, I do believe in voting because um, like you guys said, it's your civic, right? Um, you shouldn't be complaining about stuff that's going on if you're not using your civic right to vote for um, the people who are in charge of making the things that you're complaining about. Like, And also our ancestors did fight for it. Like there was people who literally died for our right to vote. So you're kind of doing them a disservice by not voting in my opinion, so yeah. Got it. Thank you. All right. Worker Ant. <laughs> um, yes, I do believe strongly um, that it is my civic duty to mm. vote. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that if you don't speak up, somebody else will speak for you. Okay. And um, when we choose to exercise that right, no matter how faint we may think it is or how loud we may think it is, your voice is still being heard one way or the other. Um, I kind of think of, you know, I think about honoring our ancestors who voted for us, unfortunately, who fought um, to gain us this right to vote. And I also think about the historical significance behind it. You know, there was a time where only white men could vote. And the way that changed was because some white men thought, well, we shouldn't be the only ones to vote. And at the same token, other folks felt we needed to be able to vote. And between protests and those who agreed with the protest and protested at the ballot, things changed. And, um, while it may have been a slow change, it changed. So I would be doing my ancestors, our ancestors who fought, who bled, some who died, to give us, the younger generation, an opportunity to be able to make a change by exercising that right. I would be doing them a dishonor by not exercising that vote. So it is my civic duty. And I believe we all should participate in the process. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for that response. Tutu, you next. 
Hey, everybody out there, <laughs> Katilla, Kia, and friends. Beauty world. queen. <laughs> if y'all don't get out there and vote, don't complain to me. That's all I got to say about that, on that portion of complaining. Um, but here's a point, another point to everyone who's spoken, you know, I agree. Here's another point that I got on Apple News Spotlight. Yesterday was the primaries. Mm -hmm. Breaking news. 100 years ago today, this was for yesterday, um, August 17th. Mm -hmm. 100 years ago today, American women won the right to vote. Here's okay. what history class didn't teach you and about the suffrage movement. movement. So that was just the headline that came okay. on my phone. So besides, besides, you know, the color of our skin, um, for me, my gender as well, in the 50s, 60s, we, we, we couldn't vote. There was no way we could vote. We didn't have the right to vote. Um, our positions were always seen as in the bedroom and in the kitchen. So if um, women of color, women in general, if they fought for this so hard, for our voice to be heard, for us to be able to have a right to even help make certain decisions, then why not exercise that right? It's free. It, it's not, it doesn't cost anything to register to vote. It doesn't cost anything to go to the polls to vote. It just costs you a few minutes out of your day. Um, I know people don't believe in what politicians say. However, you can't complain if you know, you're not going to get out there. Be the change that you want to see. So I feel like if you have so much to say and so much to complain about, get out there and get, get your brothers and sisters and get out there. We know how to get each other together to go on a trip. We know how to get each other um, to the club to pop some bottles. And that costs way more than it costs to get out there and vote. So <laughs> vote and shut up. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great point made. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go to Mr. Benny Xavier. Your stance <laughs> when it comes to voting. Okay. So, um, do I think it's people's civic duty to vote? Um, Y'all here? Good? I would say yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Everybody has their civic duty to vote. Yeah. Um, it is a choice that you got to make personally. Uh, me, myself, I can't say I've always been against voting. I think the last time I voted was when I joined the Navy, um, which was in 2008. Um, I voted, and then at that point, um, I just realized a lot of just, you know, crookedness. Um, and for me, I'm just the type of person, like, my father always instilled in me, like, if, a poly if they don't benefit you or if you don't see the benefit of whoever's running for office, you know what I mean? You vote for whoever benefits you. So as of lately, um, my stance on voting is I choose not to. Not because I don't believe that's people, that's not someone's civic duty, but it's simply because they say your voice is I feel like personally, there's nobody running um, locally or uh, generally that benefits me enough to vote. Okay. So can't, I can't say that it's not their civic duty to vote. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I'm not here to change anyone's opinion. Mm -hmm. um, 
in all honesty, just like I tell people, I don't really care about people's opinion when it comes to politics. At the end of the day, if you vote, you vote. If you don't, you don't. Again. But that doesn't mean that your voice can't be heard. Whether I vote or not, it don't mean I can't speak on the situations that happen. Because okay. everybody's entitled to an opinion. Okay. So speak your opinion, you know, have a stance behind your opinion, speak intelligently about your opinion, um, have knowledge when it comes to what you stand behind, and then just go from there. All right. Thank you so much for that response, Benny. April, let's go ahead and switch. I want to keep changing the laptop up. <laughs> okay, well, I kind of agree with everybody on the panel here, and I also understanding it where Benny is coming from about the situation, but me, my point is I vote. I feel that um, it's important because you not only just doing it for you, you're doing it for a community, the community, and you're also doing it and representing your ancestors because without them, we, it, was, it wouldn't have been possible for us to even do this right now. So at the end of the day, go vote. If you don't want to vote, that's your, that's on you. Kudos to you. At the end of the day, not talking about you, but for those that don't vote, don't play. It's that simple. But how I feel about it. So. I'll say a lot for me, but thank you. So, okay. We're going to bring it back to Kia. <laughs> 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 okay guys so thank you that was the very thorough um re responses to the first question <laughs> um why do you think some people are discouraged to vote um we'll go the same order uh, a kill um i believe like some people like just don't vote because they don't it's a it's a trust issue mm -hmm. um they probably don't think like they vote count or um they feel like um, it's not going to really make a difference, um, which is disheartening because uh, it made a difference when Barack was in office and everybody turned out to vote against the dude that uh, he's dead now. I don't know his name. And then Mitt Romney, like McCain. people came out to vote. McCain. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people, uh, yeah, Senator McCain. Uh, people came out and voted. Uh oh, your 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 sound went out. Cause somebody tried to call me on my phone, but let me D, let me DND them right quick. Okay. Um, oh. um, uh, what I was saying is like the African Americans came out to vote for Barack Obama both terms, um, but it seems like this election, <clears throat> it's they don't trust either candidate. So in those situations when you don't trust a candidate or you don't have enough information on them, you're like, why vote when I don't, when I don't like either one of them? I don't trust either one of them. No, nobody compels me enough to vote. So okay. why am I going to sit there and put my hat in it? When Barack Obama came out, everybody liked Obama. So a lot of people came out to the polls to vote for him. But I feel like with these elections and when it comes yeah. to politicians, the politicians, are salesmen, right? They market themselves <laughs> so you can vote. No, it's it's yes, true. Yes, the heck they are. <laughs> um, they're going to market themselves for you to vote for them. They're going to oversell some underdeliver when they get in office. So people get caught up into that and they don't want to vote. However, if it's a lesser of two evils, my personal opinion, 
I'm going to go vote for somebody that's going to, even if it's a slightly better than the cartoon that's in office now, even if it's a slightly better, even if it's a 5% difference, like that goes a long way over the next four years for us or for the people involved than it is sort of the guy that's involved now. But people don't trust that they vote going to count or they don't have any faith or loyalty in the, the candidate. So they're like, I'm not going to turn out the vote, which I don't think that's right. I don't like either candidate, but I'm going to still vote because I got to vote for somebody that's going to be a little bit better than what's in office now. Like, that's what I think. Same thing with you voting for your, like, court, your, um, your circuit judges and people like that, your state attorneys, people that, are, you know, can benefit our people when it comes to um, sentencing them or, like, not, you know, like, that's kind of stuff. Like, we need to vote. We need to research. We need to do our homework and go out and vote. And people just, some of them just lazy. They just don't want to do that. If it don't look nice, if it's not like a nice little shiny car, like Barack Obama was the sexy, nice, smooth talking black. Go ahead, bro. And everybody got seduced by that. But now you got Biden and Trump and stuff like that, which you don't know really much about. And you ain't doing your homework on it. You just like, I don't want to vote. And that's lazy to me. That's my opinion, though. You know, and that's all. All right, going on to Stevie. Why do you think people are discouraged to vote? <laughs> um, well, Kill said a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's like it's a multiple of things. There's a multiple of reasons. There's lack of education, like the kid was like leaning on, because um, it's easy to be overwhelmed, especially if you look like at a sample ballot or if you're your first time looking at the ballot is you going mm-hmm. to set polls. Like you don't know. There's so many. Like especially just yesterday or Tuesday for yeah yesterday yesterday was Tuesday yesterday at the um primary like you're looking at the ballot and you're seeing like five to eight names from almost every position it's just like how am I supposed to differentiate and politics is like a con game it's like a sales game like you got to like give your best pitch and like sell people dreams so it can be that there's also voter uh, Charlamagne Tha says there's a lot there's a lot of voter suppression and voter depression. There's suppression because there's a lot of tactics that's being used to make it difficult for people to vote, especially people that look like us. There's less, there's fewer polling stations. There's longer lines, especially now with Ooh, yeah. the pandemic that we're in. And, you know, there's still like, they reduce like a lot of like polling boots and whatever. So people are going to be afraid to like stand in line with a lot of people for long periods of time. Uh, they're making it difficult for people to be registered. They've been, and that's been going on for, years and then there's also voter voter depression where no one's feeling motivated by trump or biden like kamala might have helped that a little bit like i've been hearing like her his approval and things has gone up a little bit more now that she was selected as the vp but even still people were not motivated by joe biden and of course nobody's motivated by trump and then there's also people who have the conspiracy that oh my vote quote unquote doesn't count oh they throw away my votes they throw away ballots like we heard about the, like the foolishness that happens in Florida all the time, like back from yeah. the year 2000 up to even 2008 and 2016, where <laughs> ballots being, secret ballots being thrown out and recounts and stuff not counting. So a lot of that aids into the suppression and depression. So there's a multitude of reasons. Ooh, very thorough. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you. All right. Your turn, Worker Ant. 
Um, I mean, the, between uh, Brother Kill and Brother Steve, right. y'all covered a good deep, deep amount of reasons. <laughs> and um, and I would, I would echo those same sentiments. You know, um, people, some, you know, it, it, it's, it's such a wide range of reasons for different people. You have people who don't trust the system you have people and, and by the system i mean the um, electoral process you have people that don't have any trust or faith in it um you have people that um have faced some sort of resistance or level of resistance to steve's point um in trying to exercise the right and um you know a little bit of frustration or a little bit of uh, uh um trepidation and it's like ah, i can't do this um, so there, there's various reasons that they covered, you know, I don't want us to keep going around in circles, but I wholeheartedly agree. It's on so many levels between trusting the process, um, seeing representation that you align with. And I think that point that Akil made um, on how we showed up for Barack, um, and even to a, a, another degree, um, we showed up for Joe Biden. Um, because when the primaries were going on and all these candidates were there and Joe Biden's um, campaign was dying off, mm. it was the Black women in South Carolina that saved his primary run. Um, and to a certain degree, you could say we're being rewarded for it with the selection of Kamala Harris. Um, so, you know, the, the, the voter suppression and discouragement going on there a lot of misinformation that is being fed into mm -hmm. our community, and also a lot of disappointment that we faced in our community yeah. when these elected candidates who gave us empty promises. Um, okay. So a lot of people have a lot of reasons not to vote, um, and I disagree with all of them. <laughs> so, and, and, and that is my that is my opinion. So you know, okay. I do keep it there. Okay. Thank you. Um, Tutu, <laughs> why are people discouraged? Okay, see, I'm gonna give y'all one quick answer. It's not trending. Politics in general, it's not trending. It's true. Um, but guess what? Yeah. Um, brunch between 12 to four at Cafe Iguanas was popping. That was trending. And the lines were so long that it was wrapped around the building on certain Sundays. It's not trending. No one's, they, they, they're discouraged because like I hear the responses and I keep hearing, oh, well, the long lines and this and that. But the thing is, people are willing to get in line for whatever's trending. And let's be honest, politics is not trending to people. They're not doing the research. Um, it's like someone said, we're, we're now faced with picking the, the lesser of two evils. It was the same thing between Trump and Hillary when they were running against each other. And look at, look at us now. Because people did not want to get out to vote, because of so many different things and so many factors, now we're left with this lunatic in office. <laughs> Every day it feels but, like a prank. But, but when we were voting, like there was so much enthusiasm and, and so much support behind Barack Obama because, yo, he was going to be the first black president. It was a good game. It was a gimmick. It was trending. It was, we had hashtags all over. We had songs talking about my president is black. My Lambo is blue. And I'll be, yeah, you know, 
It's not politics in general. Just is not trend. It's not trending, and I wish it were a topic that people could get into. I myself, you know, I'm so proud of myself this year for knowing. I know it's overwhelming, but I did join those Zoom meetings um, that you sent, Kia. <laughs> and it was very informative. I was able to join the Zoom meetings. And because of joining the Zoom meetings, even though I went to a couple of them, when I went to um, vote, I knew the people who spoke. I remember what they had to say. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm vo- I-, I remember him. I'm voting for him. But it's just about, you know, doing the, doing the homework, really. We have to do the homework. But it's not trending. So no one wants to do it if everybody's not doing it. I love, can I, love I, can I throw something in there real quick? Can I Go throw ahead. something in there real quick? All right. So one thing that um Susie said that like I remembered is consequences when we don't vote. Because um a lot of times, like she said, it's not a trendy or sexy thing to do the research <laughs> um to find out, you know, who you're for or against and this and that. It's tedious. It's a lot of work. I had to lean on Tutu to get that information, because Lord knows my life is great, but there's real consequences. I mean, what would the world look like right now if we did not have almost four years of the dude in office? And it was basically just a choice of saying, all right, I ain't 100% with Hillary, but I've seen enough sample size from this dude not to want to deal with him. But even beyond that, the one thing we know that always happens is when people focus even only on the federal election, they're also gonna vote down ballot in that same way, which has a trickle down effect. Because mm-hmm. as, as they start to vote down ballot, it starts to affect you on the, on the state level. And when we get to the gerrymandering thing, I'll get a little bit more deeper there. But even if you're not 100% sold on the top of the ticket, it's still equally important to look for what's down ballot on those federal elections because when you roll into the state one later on, it becomes part of the problem too. Right. Okay, Baba, thank you. All right. Manny, you want to share what discouraged you? (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't. Can y'all hear him? It's a a multitude of things that discourage me. but I just think overall, when it came to people, and you look at why people don't vote, <laughs> um, overall, it kind of goes back to what James said. In all honesty, people get lied to. Yeah. At some point in life, you get tired of being lied to. Um, and this is what I tell a lot of people. A lot of people don't realize when Trump initially ran, or when Trump initially announced that he was running for presidency, he wasn't a part of a political party. He wasn't a Democrat or a Republican. But when Hillary decided that she was going to run for party, that's when the Republicans reached out to Trump. And, hey, we're going to give you our backing. You run Republican. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is once people get tired of being lied to, it's kind of like a female. You get tired (laughs) of being lied to, and at some point, the next individual you're going to take at, whatever they word is, Again, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't too much care for Trump. But at the same token, when when he started running and he told you everything that he was going to do, everybody knew at that point he's a businessman. He don't really care about people's feelings. He don't care about how you feel. He don't care about, you know, your concerns. If he said he's going to do nothing, 
if he say he's gonna do something, then that's what he's gonna do. Like he don't care, like he don't care about if black people are struggling, he don't care about if people from different countries are flying in. Hey, if we gonna try and if we gonna try and bring money into the economy, let's bring money into the economy. If that means you gotta stop people from coming here, the first thing he did, he signed the most executive orders out of any president that has ever been president in the United States. You get what I'm saying? So I think people are discouraged simply because they're tired of being lied to. You can only lie to me for so long. And again, it's just like, even when I tell people with Barack Obama, Barack Obama, yeah, he told you everything that he wanted to do. But now, once you get into office, that's when people really started to see just how little power that the president of the United States had. Because you look at the amount of executive orders Trump was able to sign, Barack wasn't able to sign none of those. They put a lot of roadblocks in place and prevented him and made it hard for him the way he had to struggle and the way he had to fight, jump over this hurdle, that hurdle. And it's like, come on, at some point, like, what do we do as, as a people? What do we do as a race? It's funny because so many people voted and yet Trump lost by nearly 3 million votes, yet he still won the presidency. Um, there was an article that was an article that just dropped that just came out and said President Trump can lose by almost more than five million votes and he would still win the presidency this year running up against Joe Biden. So even when you look at that, I think a lot of people get discouraged because that's just like if I'm playing a child in basketball and I beat that child, how do you turn around and tell me that that child still won the basketball game? You know what I mean? So I think that's where people get discouraged into the simple fact of, yeah, I'm voting and yeah, I'm doing all this, but this man still won and technically he lost. Yeah. So that, that's just my stance on why people are discouraged. It's understandable. Okay. And then it's, it's just like, and then okay. it's like the other, the other stuff, like the electoral votes, the, the popular exactly. votes and all this like it's just you get lost in all that sauce when it comes to some of the politics that comes with uh that's with with those things and then people just like i'm out like even if i do vote and then biden wins a popular vote he still might lose in an electoral college bs and stuff like that so like people just like i don't even want to deal with all that stuff i don't even want to like get my heart broken <laughs> over again like it did with trump because <laughs> nobody thought trump was when trump was uh when that when he was running Nobody didn't think that Trump was going to win the hit the Republican primaries. He was a celebrity. Yeah, he was. And then he yeah, won he it. And he, was like, he ran as a joke. And then Hillary was like, okay, Hillary got bonafides. Like, she's going to be able to beat Trump easily. Trump was, like, incoherent in those debates, and he still won. So it's just like people just, people, people just like, I don't celebrity. trust that What's he's going to trending. It's, but I think, it's I think too, even when you look at it, right, the same way, when you look at politics now, politics is like the high school voting for king and queen at the homecoming. Mm -hmm. It's all about who's popular. People don't do their research. Like, a lot of people didn't realize, like, nobody knew who Joe Biden was until President uh, Obama was like, that's my vice president. You know what I mean? I look at it like this, and I tell people all the time. Um, Obama got elected. Now we know who Joe Biden was. Joe Biden wins because you were Obama's vice president. Hillary, the only reason why you made the primary the last election was because you Bill Clinton's wife. And everybody think you was a bottom bitch because <laughs> when your husband was getting, you know, getting slopped up in the Oval Office. So 
you a rider, fam. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we as black people, we don't do our research. Like a lot of people didn't look at Bernie Sanders and ran for the past two years. Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders has done more for black people than Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. But yet and still, we as a culture, we don't know that because you didn't do your research. And again, I'm one that I can stand up and say I didn't know it too until I looked him up and realized like, yeah, you marched in the Million Man Marching. Yeah, you did a lot. You did. Again, I'm not saying he did a plethora of things, but at the same token, Name something Joe Biden did and name something Hillary did okay. for black people. <laughs> well, that's what he said. Bernie's history is sketchy, too. Just I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. it's yeah. Bernie, Bernie's history is sketchy. <laughs> I'm not he's saying he's been in Congress while there's anybody don't. in there, and then he hasn't pushed any exactly, type of legislation at, either. At the same token, what, what candidate has done more for black people than him? Do I mean, he marched, but outside of marching, what is? I'm not. Know, I'm not. But again, like I said, we as a culture, we did not do our research. Okay. Everything. You're right. You're right. Popularity. Everything <laughs> from her being Bill Clinton's wife and Joe Biden being President Obama's predecessor and vice president. Okay. Nobody did their research. Okay. So but here's, um, Go ahead, So here's um, a question I want to to ask do you feel like we as a people the research stopped once but once we elected our first black president into mm -hmm. office you know what i mean like do you feel like we, did research people, on him? we didn't i know because he was trending so i feel i was also going to say i feel like do you also feel like when trump was running against hillary did he not in turn become a trending person for the Caucasian community oh. because even if you go to like the the most redneck of all yeah. locations, they vote they got out to vote for Trump mm -hmm. because they wanted to get him in. He sold them a good dream. He, he made a trendy like he had good taglines. Like let's not let's not he was trending for them. Let's not forget the misogynistic men too who who didn't want to see a woman well. in office either. And again, it, it, and white woman, like I said, and white woman, they didn't want to exactly. see Hillary either. They didn't like her. But it's all about likability. People did not like Hillary for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe woman was like, "Oh, you're wrong for like sticking with Bill," or she has his bad, his shady stuff in the past. Like she helped author the crime bill. A lot of people like held, held that to her, even though one, Bernie voted for the crime bill. Two, mm -hmm. Joe Biden actually wrote said crime bill. Three, a lot of black people, black leaders back in the day were advocating for the crime bill, but they didn't realize it was going to be as crappy and shitty as it was. No. But people don't do their research, but also people just didn't like Hillary back then. And Trump, exactly. he invigorated a section of America that we thought was quote unquote dead because we got our first black president. We were uneducated white people. And then he invigorated <laughs> them and made them embolden them because he acted like how they feel that they should be if they just got the right breaks or whatever. So he yeah. he emboldened but, them. And again, it no. goes back to <laughs> it goes back into a sense what all of y'all said. You get what I'm saying? It goes back to what Tutu said where it wasn't he wasn't trending. It goes back to what James was saying when it was like when you look at Obama, he's the first black president. It goes back to what Steve and what um two brothers said like it's a lot of just where people do their own thing and like i said it's a popularity contest because people not looking into what does this person stand for what are this person done it's just they looking at okay when trump ran it well shoot i don't like hillary because of this that and the third but then when you look at it it goes back to the salesman trump told you exactly what he wanted to do when you look at all of these poor states like 
the 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 central area of Florida and North Ohio where it's countryfied. West Virginia, when you look at these hillbilly locations, Bible Belt. where, job has, Bible Belt, where yeah. jobs have just been shuffled out, hey, I'm finna bring jobs back. Like when you you gonna take a businessman at his word before you take a politician at their word. Okay. Because this man he lied to them. He's not he a, a good dream. He, he had, sold he a good dream. Dope. He's a salesman. He sold a great dream to them. Exactly. And, and then the closest man and did not deliver. Yeah, he had to. But then when you look at it too, I think who said it best? Uh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown was like so many people, uh, so many African Americans are disgusted with Trump. But what a lot of people fail to realize, you know how many rappers done put Trump name in their song? You know how many black people yeah. spoke highly of Trump before he was a politician? Jim Brown said back in the day, all in the videos. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jim Brown was like back in the days when black business owners were trying to get loans and the banks were denying them. He said Trump would tell them, hey, send them over this way. Trump would give them a loan. And then when they went to pay him back, would turn, he would turn around and tell them, what are you here for? They like, oh, I'm here to pay my loan back. He like, I don't want y'all money. Oh. You get what I'm saying? So, again, it goes back to the lesser of two evils. I think we both just. You get what I'm saying? But that's why I say, even for me, and I'm the type of person, and that's why I say, I understand people's opinion, and even for Tutu Brother, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. You may not even understand why I don't want to vote, and you may not understand, like, why I choose to be who I am. But again, like, it goes back to what you said. That's your opinion. You have yours, I have mine. We both men, we can stand in the pain, and we can agree that, okay, you may not see my, my point of view, and I may not see your point of view, but as grown men, we can agree to disagree. I may disagree with my cousin. I may disagree with Tutu, I may even disagree with James, but at, at, uh, Steve, excuse me, but at the end of the day, guess what? I have my reasons for it. I can stand behind my reasons. I'm not trying to force it. I'm not trying to change our point of view. Let me stand in mind. Let me be I mean, there, there's also something to be said. Like I, I mentioned um, um, consequences earlier. There's also something on the other side of that because um, to your point about um, nobody really knew Joe Biden until um, Barack nominated him as his vice president. But part of part of you know why we got to know Joe Biden and why we got to trust that ticket is because of the person at the top of the ticket. Mm-hmm. And those who knew Barack, those who were exposed to him when he first started running, those who chose to go ahead and read up on him and see what he was about, understood that this dude had some sense. This dude was not just inspiring, but he was a hard worker who made things happen. And when you're around those kind of people, you have to trust their decision-making as well. So where you may not have all the information, you understand that this person has shown me enough to know that I can trust their decision-making. It may not be 100% good all the time, but you still trust their decision-making because there's a good amount of work and evidence behind that. It's like, if you start a new job and people are around like, oh, and you start asking like, well, who's the best manager here? You don't know none of these people, but as you start to get familiar with the people there and you see someone that you trust at the job, now that's somebody that you may be able to trust their opinion. These folks work together all day, every day in Washington, D.C. So they know each other better than we do. So Barack is going to sit there and say, this dude, Joe, 
yeah, he may have signed the crime bill, but the body of his work says, I can work with this guy. Cool. I trust him. That still does not absolve us from doing the research. That still does not absolve us from holding them accountable. But at the same token, I can lean on his experience. Well, Luke was trying to get in the conversation. I can <laughs> lean on his experience and his expertise because they know far more and have more insider understanding than we ever will. So yeah, Trump made it in because after eight years of Obama, the white folks were sick and tired of us. <laughs> they, they were over. They were over it. And at the first opportunity of name him, her, who, whatever, and to Steve's point of just grabbing onto this notion that no, we're not going to do Hillary. It didn't help that they were throwing all this like dirt on her right at the most critical juncture of the election because it is strategic as well, right? It's, it's strategic how they place the information as well because mm-hmm. people will gravitate to a lie real quick before they take time to examine the truth. So it doesn't matter whether or not this happened or that didn't happen. It may possibly would have happened, but for those who pay attention, and open their eyes and let their feelings out of it would see from jump that Trump has always been a liar and <laughs> a liar. And for man, some absolutely. folks, he's a businessman. And and for though and, and you know, it's unfortunate that people don't really dig as deep as they could, but the evidence was there against this dude. Not yeah. only did he say who he was, he showed y'all who he was. And for those who went Far, as far back as, you know, think about, we, we watched almost the name of this um, movie um, with the boys of the Central Park. I, the name escapes me. Um, when, they when they see us. When they see us. When they see us. When they see, when they see us, us, right? Yeah. Right? Everybody remembers Trump, you know, putting out an ad against these kids talking about them. They need to be, like, killed. Death or, or execute. Mm-hmm. Right, death penalty for something they didn't do. So if you knew nothing else, it's like, wait, why would somebody put something like that? Let me like dig in a little deeper. At the same token, you look at Hillary. I'm not going to use that word. (laughs) But you look at Hillary and you're like, dang, like what did she do in her time? You know, I know her more for what she did um, while she was the first lady for the kids and trying to, you know, have an insurance program for the kids than I do for the whole Benghazi or even when she was working with the State Department and that. But at the same time, it's like, are people diligent enough to, you know, look these things up? Unfortunately, they're not. And time and time again, it's been shown that they're not. It, again, yeah. it, Tutu said it best. If Trump, not Trump wins because he trends. You feel me? And so his voice going to be heard. If he goes against, if he going to go against the grain, people are going to listen. Like I said. Well, he sounds stupid. It, it, it sounds like he us. us. To us educated people, yes. But yeah. when you go to Hillbilly Country mm-hmm. and you're speaking down at their level, oh, well, I'm going to go yeah. out there and vote for my guy, Trump, because he said Because he's selling dreams. He's talking about building walls, keeping out immigrants who are taking exactly. our jobs, uh, uh, calling immig- Mexicans rapists. Uh, you know. what, you, what you really look at is he knew where he had to go. He had to exactly. go to these places where he had to go to the coal mining states. He had to go to the logging state. He had to go to these states 
where it's the poorest of the poor. These people don't have jobs. They only have special skills in certain areas. You know what I mean? And you had to get them. Once he got them, okay, then I can get everybody else and I can draw attention away from, you know, hey, y'all remember what Hillary did here and y'all remember what she did over here and now, okay, boom. And then now it's, oh, you got you got white women who can literally get on camera and say, yeah, no, nah, a woman shouldn't run the country. That's a man's job. What? Like, this, this is your race of people. So how are white women speaking out against a white woman and saying that a yeah. woman should not run the country? That's a man's job. But it's but he knew what he was doing because as a businessman, yeah. you got to know analytics. You got to know. You got to know. You got to be strategic in how you move. You got to you gotta do things a certain way. And again, it goes back to um, people got tired. Of, white people got tired of seeing Obama in office. But yet, at the same time, we as a race and, and, and people across the globe and in the world, they got tired of being lied to by politicians. You can't tell me that you're going to do something and then you get in office and you forget about what you spoke <laughs> to at a rally in my state. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for this man to come in here and say, okay, I'm going to stop immigrants from coming in and not even a week in the <laughs> office, you done signed an executive order okay. that puts certain countries and certain uh, okay. areas on the restricted list. Okay, these people can't fly. Like These people have to cross into another country just to fly into the U.S. But if they passport, say they're a resident of a banned country, you can't come. And now they're stuck in these countries. He did what he said he was going to do. It just didn't work out for, for us as black people. It didn't work out for us at all. <laughs> my country was on that list and I was exactly. highly offended. And the thing about it is, like, why, would you put, why would you put Africa on that list? Why would you put, you know, these countries? These racist. And again, it, it, that too, and then exactly, a lot of people don't understand, like, and I, and I tell people all the time, I, joined, I learned a lot when I joined the military, and you realize that a lot of terrorists never came from, like, you know, these countries that they're listing as terrorist countries. What exactly. they would do is, they would be ducked off at the border in these caves, and then they would just cross over into that country. So yeah, it looks like they, they from that country, or they're this type of people, or that type of people, but in actuality, they live in the slums out in the desert on the border, and now they're just crossing over. You know what I mean? Which is the sad part about it. But it's just like the the, the political system is so fucked up. I hate to say yeah. it, but it's just, it discourages a lot of people. It does. I just want to say something. Um, we haven't <laughs> forgotten about you, April. You know, I agree with each and every one of you, especially you too, too, because I feel like, you know, people are not educated and they only but I have a question. For the candidate that's running Trump, think about the women. Do y'all feel that Biden is the right now? The bar, the bar is set low. Yeah. The bar is set very low. Yeah. Do y'all really the bar think set that he's gonna go in and do what he say? See, here's my thing, right? Here's my thing. Yeah. Um, Biden is not exactly the most excitable candidate, right? Right. Remove Trump from the equation and put him back in the primaries, and I would not be voting for um, Biden to be at the top of our ticket. Um, I would be looking to someone like Cory Booker. Um, uh, who always has fresh ideas and 
you know, is only uh, like like he brings forward things that makes a difference to me, right? I would look at someone like um, oh, what's her name? I mean, Camilla. I told her, okay, forget dumb people for a second. But for me, one like she said, the bar is already set low. Mm-hmm. So yes, we need somebody who's gonna come in and undo a lot of damage that he's done, both domestic and foreign. That needs to be like corrected asapidly. Um, I think Kamala being on the ticket becomes another added level of check and balance for him and okay. accountability because Kamala's background is a background of someone who holds people accountable um, to what they said they're going to do and also pushes them to get them to do things that matter. So, and also gives us representation again in, in a room that we need to be in. Um, I don't remember who said this, but it, it, to paraphrase, it goes somewhere along the line that, you know, you can't, make a difference if you don't have a seat at the table and i feel like through ta- uh, through camilla will get to have a seat at the table um so do i think joe can do everything he's promising no none of them can because the way the system is set up it'll never afford a candidate to do everything that they want to do but can we have a shift away from where we are just in the sense of putting in common sense protocols for even the pandemic that we're in to, you know, push states to be like the 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 notion that we can't even get twelve hundred dollars ain't doing nothing for nobody for three, four, five months without a job. The fact that we can't even have somebody to just say, you know what, we're going to push this issue, swipe that government card and get these folks who ain't got no job a consistent check for those months right so it's not that he's the sexiest candidate or um if this was a fresh um there was no incumbent and it was just a fresh election between both parties that he would be head over heels with everybody but at this point can he write the ship to some level of let's get back a little bit above water yes i think he can um, and I think Kamala would even push him further to do that. Is he going to make a bigger impact than, you know, other great presidents? Eh, jury's still out on that one. Okay. All right. Um, I think he can. Um, specifically, kind of like what, what um, Baba was saying, I think he would put the right people around him better. And case in point, it was Kamala, because Kamala... Had no problem checking him in the primaries, mm-hmm. and he got he, she got in his ass a lot in the debate. So like, and the fact that he still could see past that and see that oh she might be the best um, running mate for me. That kind of like okay, so I think he might be able to establish like a good cabinet because the MFers that Trump got in in his cabinet right now are trash. Like Betsy yeah. DeVos is trash. Uh, ben Carson is trash. Uh, the million secretaries of state that he done had, chiefs of staff that he done had, are have been trash. So, I feel like Biden might be able to assemble 
a unit or a team around him that will be able to do the necessary stuff to progress us out of the hole that Agent Orange has dug us in. And actually put people in position because right now with this guy, there's so many departments that don't have a head. They either have a temporary, uh, well, not liaison, but a temporary uh, um, uh, deputy or whatever, overseer, but not an actual appointed person in that office. Like, how can you run a go? How can you run a company when the departments don't even have leaders? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, that's true. How you feel, um, James? Well, I, like I said, the bar is set low. So um, I think Biden is a decent candidate. Like I said, what makes presidents really good is based on their cabinet, like what people they put um, in different departments that's going to oversee things that's going to be critical for our country. Um, Trump hasn't done that. Like, if anything, he has contentious relationships and people keep quitting um, in his cabinet. They're getting fired. They're getting fired. Oh, yeah. They're getting fired. That too. Like case in point, uh, I quit. He, got no, the, he got rid of the um, what was it, the emergency response team for like to oversee pandemic situations. Um, when he was in office, he got rid of that whole team. And look, now we got a COVID outbreak, and he don't know what the hell to do with that. It's Thank just like those kind. Of, it's like those kind of decisions that he has made and things that he has done. Like, is why I don't think he's a good president. Biden, I just like, it's the same thing. Like, you want to have hope that he'll be able to come in and like put the right people in place. I mean, but like I said, Biden is not a sexy candidate. He's uh, mundane and boring. Um, but as long as he comes in and, and come with the right policies and build a good cabinet, then I'll be okay with that. Like, it got to be better than what Trump has done. Yeah. Trump hasn't really done much since he got in office. He really hasn't. He hasn't built his things. wall. He hasn't built his wall. All he does, but he got like the Republican. <laughs> look, it's easy when you're a president. It's like this: when you going into a hostile environment, okay, that's gonna be harder for you. But when you come into an environment when you're when you're when the Congress or whatever the Senate is Republican, you can sign you can sign the harshest executive order. They're gonna pass it because you're a Republican. That's why Barack couldn't get a lot done. He sold, like he said, he wanted to do a lot of stuff, but he had the resistance. His the Senate and the Congress was for the Republicans. So yeah. like, hey, he can want to sign something. They gonna be like, no, I'm blocking that order. Oh nope, I don't want to deal with that. They they Trump, blatantly said that. Yes. Yes. They blatantly said that. Yes. They they blatantly said we gonna block whatever you try to propose to us. We gonna block this block that. So. Trump is a garbage-ass president. Even with all the um, the power that he got, he hasn't really done much for the country. Yeah. If Biden gets in, if Biden gets into the office, I believe he will be able to put those checks and balances in place. He has a. I do believe that uh, Kamala Harris is a good candidate for him because I think she does balance him out. Because everybody's going to say that oh you're in you're you've been picked for like the to be the Democratic. Uh, um, ticket because remember he came into the um into the primaries late he wasn't there at the beginning like because he was thinking about like I don't know if I really want to do this or am I going to run or things like he that had no like, he, Barry Sanders dropped out oh, 
think he had a heart attack. Bernie Sanders dropped but, out. He had a little heart attack. And what I'm saying is he came late to the party. Like he he kind of came in, and everybody knew that that was Barack's boy, and he was yeah. gonna get Barack's endorsement. So he was gonna get that. So for me, I'm looking forward to these. I'm looking forward to the debates. I'm looking forward to like doing my research on some of this stuff because that's gonna make a difference <laughs> of what kind of confidence I have in him when he get into office. Man, debate between Kamala and Pence. Oh, I got my popcorn. I got my popcorn for that. I, I got my popcorn wait. for that one. Yeah. 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 Can you guys remember this debate? Yes, yeah, because I want to tune in. I don't. I don't. Think oh, sorry, let me talk later on. Yet. Probably like in a couple right of months. Now, like yeah, right now, like October. Right now, October. October. But right now, it's still the DNC, um, DNC going on right now. So I'm just looking forward to Uncle Barack speaking at the DNC. Yeah, he's speaking tonight, actually. He's speaking tonight? I'm sorry. What time? I'm not sure. I know the. It's probably going to be like probably like around 10 ish. He's probably going to close it out. He's going to close it out. He's going to close it out. Okay. Like Michelle did on. Because I watched Michelle. Other night. Yeah. Monday night. I, I see Michelle. She was on point. She was. <laughs> she hit the numbers on you. <laughs> oh man, this is a good debate. Okay, guys, we primary versus general. Okay, because I've heard some primary versus general election. I've heard a lot of people. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I was one of the people that said I feel like my primaries was more important for me with the local and state elections versus the general election more so because of the trust issues i have mm -hmm. harbored a little bit but i still went out and voted no matter what every time there was a presidential election I'm, I'm voting um but there still was some kind of discouragement like when it comes to the 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 general election for presidential um um selection right so i just was always like concerned about the local and state elections you know where i resided um you know those that affects my daily life to life type of like you know I'm 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 hitting red lights on Broward whatever so um other than that <laughs> other than that um I have been hearing a lot of conversations recently this year about you know people saying they want to start at state and local level they think that's more effective but what are you guys opinions about like which do you feel one is more important than the other do you feel they're equally important to vote state and local or you know federal or national you know so cheesy i guess <laughs> his akizi is just so cute to me that's been that's been his nickname since like are you as a rapper like high school <laughs> no i just like akizi i mean that's my that's my moniker Anyways, um, oh, we're gonna invite Shay. Shay is coming into the party, you guys. Oh, late to the party as always. Mm. Oh, wait. <laughs> she's a mommy. She coming for you. I'm, I'm, I'm a father, so I mean, come on. Yeah. What you? Okay. Well, it's perfect timing because I'm passing the torch to the first guest to answer. Shay, you're in. Oh, what? Yeah. I'm in, but I'm eating dinner. So I'm okay. going. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, 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 so we're, uh, uh. The, the question we're on is primary versus general um, election. Which do you feel is more important, if any? And my brother is the first guest to answer. Go ahead, Akil. I mean, uh, I don't know, man, because I've just been in Orlando area for like the last <laughs> like year or two. So 
um, for me, I feel like it's the, uh, I feel like, excuse me, uh, I was somebody else keep bothering me, but um, I feel like that is for me is the general election. Like it's for me is for it's the it's on the um, it's the presidential for me. It's all about presidential for me because some of the stuff that has happened on his watch hasn't really affected me on the state or local level. Um, some of the stuff like I live in Osceola County and I don't have anything that has been impactful to me any negative in any negative light. So um, some of this stuff don't really bother me. Like some of the things I looked into when I did on the primaries was like the, the sheriff, um, the uh, state attorney. Uh, and that's like a few of those things I was just looking at because this lady was telling me that she wanted to uh, propose uh, lesser penalties for like things like marijuana possession and things like that. And so you could tell she's like trying to be something more of like trying to help more with pre-trial, um, pre-trial programs and things like that. Uh, so I was like looking into that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like the overall, hey, I'm trying to talk. Why are you trying to talk when I'm trying to talk? Let me see my new new. She got something to say. Mm. What you got to say, Red? <laughs> what you got to say, Red? You know she's smart. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I just think the overall like federal like a presidential side is more important for me personally um and it could be just because like i just been in orlando for a couple of years maybe if i was back home in miami or broward like i'll be more invested in the primaries yeah. locally but for me it's, it's the presidential election is shay still eating or can she answer now <laughs> he always want to i cannot hey <laughs> you to come for is he trying to come for me Bray, he can't bring you when well, you no, came he said in. for you fam he yes, said yes. for you like an overnight shipment <laughs> <laughs> He's like, dang, bro. No, same day delivery, man. Same day delivery. Since he came for me, okay, so the reason why I say local and state is because those are the things for the opposite, literally for the exact opposite reasons that yeah. Akil um, <laughs> is speaking because I was almost, I was tempted to call him James. So um, for, those, for those same reasons, because... That. Those are the things that, that those are the things that directly affect where I live. The sheriff, the public defender, yeah. the state attorney. Those are the things that, God forbid, if something was to happen to any one of you guys or my family, my brothers. I have two, you know, black men yeah. who are brothers. Um, those would be the people that would be quote unquote in charge. Our who we have in our um, state like legislative the, offices. The judges those too, are like the, the people judge the judges those are, are the people um who will then go on to the house so if we have mm. things that are beneficial to us i really don't care if you're republican or democrat i really don't care just whoever is for whoever you decide to choose that is for you huh um and you know whoever whoever you choose regardless of your political party because you have a lot of people now who were republican who might vote democrat you have people who were them who are identified as democrat that might vote republican based on the um policies or the new things or the things that those candidates are going for um but for me i believe that 
the local and state affects us directly. It affects us with education, funding. It affects us with property, like housing, taxes. Um, yeah. It affects us with infrastructure. It affects us with literally everything that goes on and everything that we have to endure in our day-to-day lives. And then it goes to the bigger scale. Like, I personally tell people, I really don't care if you don't vote in the presidential election. But you need to vote in your local election because those are the things that directly affect you as a person living in that area. So if I live in Broward County, I need to vote and I need to be aware as to the things that are transpiring for my county here and who is going to be in charge just in case something pop off and I might need to hit up an office. I mean, you never know what kind of situation you're going to be in. Yeah, girl. And if, you know, if you are in a pickle where you might need to contact somebody's office, you want to know that the person is not biased towards you because you're black or because you're a woman yeah. or because you might have a prior offense or something like that. Like, yeah. those are the things that I look at. All right. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Baba. Um, I, I think they're equally important. Equally. Um, and I think there's a codependency between both. Um, I think, yes, the immediacy of your local and state elections, we feel quicker and faster and, you know, that's more real to us. So, you know, I think naturally we look at that and harp on that. So, yes, when it comes to the primary, the state elections are important. The federal is also, you know, important as well for the presidential because, you know, if you don't weed out the weak candidates, you can't go head to head with the other side. And then when it comes to the general elections, um, they're both equally important because of their codependency. Um, so, for example, um, before Trump got into the office, um, pork, China was our biggest source of pork um, purchasing. And when he went in the office, and also soybeans. The general of Chinese love their tofu, right? And there have been generational um, uh, supply chains that have been established between the US and China for decades, for generations. And in less than four years, those lines, I mean, those um, supply chains have changed and they'll never get that back. They'll never get that back. Those supply chains have moved now to, I believe, um, Europe and Mexico. Why do I mention this? Um, that's just an example of one industry that was affected by the top of the ticket, but it ultimately affects the economy negatively. And what affects the economy affects how much money we get in the state. So I believe it's important that, you know, the, the what happens at the top of the ticket may not immediately show up, but those supply chains for that, for aluminum, for metal, for lumber, and all these other places he promised stuff, they're gone. Now look at the relationship between other countries. Folks are looking at the U.S. different. They shut the doors with COVID. We can't go nowhere, right? Where the so, countries that Trump was <laughs> talking about. <laughs> You know, so so the defect that happens, it seems distant, but it really does come back to us because at the end of the day, it's the money. But at the same token, 
there's also the local ones, right? Because the local ones do affect us as well. We feel that more directly, or at least it appears that we feel that more directly. So for me, they're both equally important. And I'll always harp on this. When we don't take the, um, I'm sorry, when we look at the federal one, there's always that trickle down effect of the down ticket that ultimately comes back to the state. Who are you sending to Washington to fight for the state? There's always that down ballot effect. So for me, there's a codependency and they're equally important. Thank you. All right, Stevie. Yeah, Stevie, you're next. Um, I mean, y'all pretty much said, I, I don't know. They're both equally important, but I, I would, they're both important, I'll say. And I think your local and state is kind of like more important, I would say, because those affect you more directly. Because mm-hmm. like the president and stuff, one, that's every four years. And some of your local stuff can be as often as yearly or every two years. So you need to... Um, do it. Plus, also, you probably can have more access to your local officials to air out your um, grievances or issues. Mm-hmm. It's easier to reach them as opposed to the president of the United States. Um, and a lot of stuff, in the, and unfortunately, like with this country, the way it's set up, certain stuff that is like official federally may not apply to state regulations as well. So you need to like focus on stuff that's gonna direct you more, that's gonna affect you more directly. So I guess I would say probably local and state is a little bit more important, but of course, electing your president is important, but local is more. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I feel like, um, I mean, a lot has been said, but I feel like both as well. Um, I like to think short-term and long-term. What's affecting you short-term versus what's affecting you long-term? And it all kind of works hand in hand. Um, Your local primaries, they're affecting us short-term. That's why they happen so often. And the, you know, general happens every four years. But the one that happens every so often is the one that's, it's happening often because that's short-term. It affects us in the short term and, and, and it affects us more directly versus the general is um, it's still equally important because the general we're looking at the bigger picture of things. So if we're not taking care of the bigger picture of things, it still ends up trickling down to affecting us wherever we're residing. So that's why I think both are equally as important and they work hand in hand, in hand with each other. Okay. Vinny? I don't really care. I just, it's, it's honest <laughs> opinion. I just really don't care. Okay. Like fair said, enough. That's fair I mean, enough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I haven't... Like it's I, his opinion is he, he he's I just don't care for it no more. He doesn't so. care to vote, so... <laughs> Neither one would be, you know, important. So yeah. I, I and, and don't get me wrong. Everybody has a valid point. Um, yeah. But I think if if I had to give an opinion on it, I would have to agree with your brother. You know what I mean? They both kind of go hand in hand. There is a codependency on on yeah. on everything. Um, me personally, I don't have an opinion because 
you know, my care when it came to politics stopped um, during the Trump-Hillary election. So, but they do go hand in hand because at the end of the day, whoever you guys vote for, they're the judges and state prosecutors and, um, you know, whoever your congressperson is for your district or whatnot, that all goes hand in hand because at the end of the day, if you can't count on the people who you're voting for to go to Tallahassee and to sit in there and to fight for you, fight for your district, then why did you vote for these people? You know, but I, I look at it too as even the most conscientious, conscientious of people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, um, they have a back door because people look for handouts because if you back my bill, then when it comes time for me to pass a bill, I need you to have my back, whether you agree with me or not. Okay. You get what I'm saying? And that's how that's how politics is sometimes. You I'm endorse- not saying everybody has those morals and everybody don't stand on their morals, but there are some people who are just like, hey, I backed your bill when you came to me. Now you got to back mine because I backed yours. Not because my bill stands for something, yeah. but just because I backed yours. All right, now it's time for you to. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I, just, I look at a lot of that too. And then a lot of people don't look at every bill has another bill within the underlying another bill. <laughs> it sounds confusing, but it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't, I, you know, I see I see mm-hmm. his point. I, I can agree with everybody's point, but me personally, I just really don't care. Okay. Got it. Right. Who else did you see? Well, me, uh, um, I feel like both is important, but more importantly, general election. Because again, um, we got to think about the community. We got to think about the people. And we can't just put anybody in the chair to do what they need to do, whether it's a chef, whether it's a judge, senator, whoever it is, the mayor, whoever it is. But most importantly to me is the general election. The president, the president is, That's but the no. I mean, primary. So you're saying primary. local and state is more important than than presidential? Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I'm sorry, local and state. Okay. Versus the president, to be honest with you. So pretty much piggybacking off of you know Sherry. And yeah, okay. like they're both important, but that is more important. Because again, you select the president and you have four years of this president. It's somebody that you did not elect and they're doing horribly, Trump. But you gotta deal with it for four years. So But yearly is the local Okay. Exactly. So you mean? You're right. Um, I mean, you know go ahead. Let me, let me throw a little let me throw a little wrench in that little state and local primary stuff real quick, right? Um this is part of why I feel like the, the presidential is also equally important. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court. Remember, the Supreme Court is primary. the people. I'm sorry? No, no, no. I was just, I was just... the, the Supreme Court are those that the president pushes in there or nominates to pretty much be um, appointed as justices. And those are lifetime appointments. They're not getting voted in or out. And you look right now, and this is part of what scares me like to death, right? Because you look at it right now, if this clown gets another four years, 
there's a very strong possibility that he will be putting in another conservative judge, or excuse me, two conservative judges um, into a lifetime appointment, which means there will be no balance in the Supreme Court. And right now, things like Roe versus Wade is on the line. People that, you know, whether you're pro-life or pro-abortion, I mean, whatever you are, that's about to be out the window too. I think that is Roe versus Wade. No, no, sorry, I'm confusing myself. But that's on the line too. You're right, that's Roe versus Wade. Voting rights are on the line too. So it scares me to death all these decisions that have been established already that they're trying to overturn and it starts with who's at the top of the ticket. So for me, much yeah. But you're right. You know, they're both important, but I just feel like the local election is like more, and not more, right. but like right now important. It just directly, it. like my example was short-term versus long-term. The yeah. long term is the bigger picture for the general election, and that's it's a long term versus right. local, which is you're thinking, every, yeah. you know, yearly for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. On but I agree side. with everybody, though. James. No, James was the first one. No, James was first. Steve already said Bob. Does it? Does it like the? Uh, everybody said. Doesn't it like the? Doesn't it like the president like affect? How much funding each state gets to? It's well, they have to go through the Senate, no? Not, not yeah, the Senate. Has very little power. Yeah, yeah. Because it, like he has very little power. It's a he, of command. So I tell people, he I tell tricks people, like people this. though to make them think. He it's has. not. It's not tricking of the people. No. He's the fall guy. So if something goes wrong, he's the person everybody points the finger to. Correct. Yep. But, but when you look at it, if if Congress wants to pass a bill, the president can veto it. But then Congress can come back and veto whatever the president can override it. Yeah, they can override yeah, it. You know what I'm so it's not really he has little to no power in a sense. But to me, how I fight it out in the court. In my opinion, he's the fall guy. <laughs> he's the what? He's a fall guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you think about it, the strongest people are actually the congressmen. Exactly. Pretty much. Mr. Congressman. Okay, guys, I'm going to move on to the next question. This is very been filling. Don't answer. No. You about to ask the Kanye question? No, I don't think I'm. Yeah, don't answer. Kanye 2020. Kanye 2020. Kanye 2020. I'm going to ask the Kanye question. The reason why I'm not going to answer the I'm not going to do it. It was. Don't answer Kanye question. Because. The direction of the conversation has been so intellectual. I'm not even going to input that. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nobody on this panel no. a doctor, man. We ain't got no medical. He need, a, he need to fix his relationship and stop worrying about the presidential. Yeah, I, can't, I can't help from you. Okay. I'm not. Gemini for that. you. That's a Gemini for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Too much going on in life. Listen. So with the latest uprising in Black consciousness and fights for justice, do you think there are genuine politicians, <laughs> I think we kind of already touched on this, who will advocate to put things in place for the Black community? If so, feel free to mention them. Mm. I, think they all, they, I think they'll say they're going to put things in place, 
because that's the wave right now. So they know they're going to get that to get votes. I think they're going to sell that like, hey, I'm going to advocate for social reform and like for black, uh, you know, like policing the police, defund the police department. They're going to say all that stuff in debates and stuff because that's politicians always do that. They whatever trending, they're going to like politic towards that when it's time for like, like campaigning and stuff like that. Do I believe Biden or like somebody like that's going to put that in play? I mean, like I said, no matter what he want to do, he don't really have that much power. So he can say all he wants. He want to advocate for that. But I got to see what the the Senate and the Congress looks like. If it's more Democrat than Republican, then I'll believe that he can do something about it. But if he's saying he want to do something about it and all of that's Republican up, that's in, um, that's in the Senate and the Congress, I don't have no faith that that's going to go anywhere because that's what matters more than anything else is like who your squad, your, how big your squad going to be when you get into office? Like how many people going to be repping for the, the blue team, which is Democrats? And how many people going to be repping for the red? Like he could, Biden can get in office, but if everything yeah. Republican, he ain't getting nothing done. So I, I can look at it like this and I can agree with you on that because <laughs> it does go back to saying it. And it's hard, it's, it's hurtful to say and again, everybody know my stance, but at the same token, the moment he made the lady his VP, man, you done you done went down a couple steps again. Cause yeah. now the Republicans looking like, oh, you really playing with us. Okay. Like if you didn't see it firsthand with your president when you were the vice president, now you really about to see it. You know what I mean? So don't get me wrong, I can see where you're coming from because now they're going to make it harder for him solely because you're a white man and you selected an African-American, not only just an African-American, but you selected an African-American woman to be your running mate. So if Republicans are still in the majority of the control, they're going to make it hell for him. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And when you look at it again, whether or not they genuine when it comes to, you know, all of the black issues going on in the world, I hate to say this, but the man died, and all of a sudden, we got all these politicians on Capitol Hill with dashikis around their neck, and everybody kneeling, knowing they got arthritis, <laughs> and they're back in their knee. The lady had to they get helped up off the floor, man. What you got? You know you can't stand up on your own. You know you can't stand up on your own. But you got to like, go see Black Panther again. She, she knew her knees couldn't last for eight minutes on that floor. Her knees was hurting so bad. She had to Jesus. grab her shoulder. She got to stop this. Who are we talking about? Uh, what's what was it? Nancy Pelosi. Be what? The speaker. Oh, the speaker. Speaker of the house. Oh, what in there? Man, I can't. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they couldn't eat nail for that eight minutes. It's so hurtful for black people because. They got them like a pillow or something to put their knees on. They didn't do it, but. Listen, that's a long time. Yeah, the wheelchair. Get yourself right. Uh uh. I was I was highly offended, but that's what it is. They claimed the the Congressional Black Caucus told them to do that. So that was weird. (laughs) Yeah, all the way in George Floyd wasn't African. What you got a dashiki on for? Oh, I mean his descendants. No offense against Tutu and none of y'all. 
That man ain't everything. What y'all got dashikis on for? Why you think he's what? not? Wait, 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 wait. They didn't even have dashikis. Kente. They had kente cloth on. You can't go get no kente cloth and this man ain't kente. Ghanaian, Kente, Ghana, Kente, Ghana. Ghana, represent black people, and they did it all wrong. It was exactly <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, even like with the Black Panther. Why y'all showing up in Dashi? Come on, fam. Y'all coming and coming to America outfits? Man, come, come on, Xavier. But again, coming to America. You want to know why? I, the only logical thing, the only wait, logical wait, wait, wait. thing. What'd you say, uh, Sherry? Say it again. The only say logical it. thing I can think of is that anytime I see anything related to blackness <laughs> from other cultures, hell, even in college, like y'all, they had, um when they had Umoja, the, everybody who was in Umoja, they wore kente cloth. So I feel like they just think that that's the, the symbol for black like African blackness mm -hmm. and that's what they use but I say y'all got plenty of Africans <laughs> up in y'all cabinets and stuff y'all could have asked somebody something yeah before y'all do this stuff y'all have enough individuals that's why I mean it's a segue but it's similar to like when Gucci and, and all these other stupid brands do these stupid things like y'all got y'all don't have black people to ask these questions that you can do stuff like that wasn't a good idea. I don't me, that, and that's why I say me personally, I agree with Sherry because at the same token, again, it's nothing against Africans. Yes, I'm African American. Am I a descendant of somebody from Africa? Yes, but just because this man put his knee on this man's neck don't mean y'all should go ahead put these these things around your they neck and kneel on the ground. Like they was riding the way. Don't do that because again. We we the same country that won't go and help Africans. We the same country yeah. that banned Africans from coming to America. But yet and still this man died and y'all wanna put on this print and that like There's a we all for There's a, yeah. Africans. Like no, y'all speak on it. Yeah. Like, it's the way it's a way that they they tokenize African agenda. Exactly. Right. Um and um unfortunately some fall for it all the time. Mm. Uh, do I believe that these um, dudes at the top of the ticket, Biden is going to get in there and revolutionize um, and progress the Black agenda? No. I mean, it took us over 400 years to get to where we're at now. Yes, I mean, the 60s was only, what, about 60 or, oof, yeah, about 60 years ago um, until date. We still haven't made that much progress. Progress takes time, but pressure has to be kept on for that progress to continue to, you know, move forward. So do I feel like they're going to go in there and make these sweeping overhaul changes that's going to happen and all of a sudden, you know, we're in this free country? No, no. Heck, the Native Americans can't even <laughs> get their own agenda um, the way they want. So um, can we have some measure of progress? Yes. Will it be what we expect it to be? Because I feel like that's the same mistake that Black folks made when Barack went into the office. Y'all thought, or they thought, Barack won't be a president of just the Black people only. No. It's the United States of America. Hello. He's going to be a president for everybody. So would we mm. like our agenda to go forward? Yes. Yeah. Can he move some of our agenda forward? By God's grace and with Kamala's help? Yes. <laughs> okay. But, 
but will 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 he get everything that we want done? No, that's why. And I think this is where the state elections will actually trump that a little bit. I hate when I say that, but will actually make more of a difference because you can actually move the needle on the local level with that quicker than you would on the federal level. Right. Yeah. Um. But I, I just look at it, and that's why I say for me, it kind of put a distaste in my mouth because when you look at all of these other, you know, uh, cultures of, of individuals, everybody got their um, reparations. Everybody got their reparations, and yet this man died. We can't. We Africans still can't get their reparations. But yeah, y'all want to get down on one knee and wear wear this print. Is if y'all doing something for us. Like, nah, fam. I thought it was working. a joke. I thought it was like a joke. Like, and that's why for me, I looked at it and and don't get me wrong, no disrespect. It's I laughed because I'm like, what is that supposed to do? Like that man wasn't wearing no African print when he died. No. Like put people in jail. That's what that's what we want. Put people in jail. I'm trying to distract us what you think we yeah. want to see. I just kind of feel like it's pandering. Like the same way yeah. I feel like all of these politicians pander, just like I think it was Baba who was saying, um, you know, they just kind of pick a topic and they just kind of shoot off with it. It's just pandering. And they felt like at that time, that's what they needed to do to, to as a symbol of unity. And I'm just like, Part of me, I feel like you know what y'all could have took the knee and not wore the kente cloth. Maybe they can't take the knee with arthritis, fam. You couldn't even stand up. Oh, okay. uh, but even but it, but if you if you if you decided to do the knee up. thing, he even if get you up just decided to do the knee thing, it I think that that would have one that could have also symbolized for Colin Kaepernick. That could have gone across the board also for. I mean, that could have gone across the board for, for Colin, and that could have been in support of George. But the Kente, it was just like... It's like a slap in the face. <laughs> it's like a slap in the face with... That, it's like how hot with the baby pop. I don't even know. I don't know. I, I mean, I laughed when I saw it, because I was just like, y'all Negroes got to be kidding me. I thought it was a joke. And But of course, I mean, I know Nancy Pelosi ain't going to be... Um, she's not going to be... Yeah, like Benny said, she ain't going down on one knee just, <laughs> just for fun because she can't get up. Get off. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I, it's stuff like that that makes it seem as if it's in, it's genuine, and it's a bit disrespectful, especially for those people who are African and they hold high regards for those pieces of material and they yeah. mean something. And I feel like you can't just take. And I made a reference to Yomoja, but like Yomoja means something, hence why they use that material. You can't just pick a material and just say, I'm going to use this because it's a symbolism of blackness, not knowing what it means, not realizing how it's going to affect the demographic demographic of people that that you're going for or trying to reach. Just take the knee, shut up, make your speech and go about your business. Like, (sighs) here's a thought. Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Taylor. I agree. Stop distracting no. us. Stevie, you have something to say? Mm, they didn't do that. I did, but y'all done went off topic from what the question was. No, bring so it back. I don't bring even it back. know. Because um, you're asking, you were asking, do we think um, they can do more stuff for a uh, black agenda? 
with the latest. I actually, I think they can, because unfortunately, it's easier for a white man to get stuff done than a black man. Is more, mm. they're more trusting from a white man to do it. Wow. Will he do it? He might do it in like roundabout ways, like with the whole rising, uh, rising tide lifts all boats type stuff. So he might do some procedures that aren't quote unquote directly for black people, but black people might benefit. Um, he does have like a whole plan for how to that has like a black agenda. I think he called like the lift every voice uh, no, Barack package Obama or whatever. He just he just putting it in place. Oh, Barack couldn't put it into play. He he gonna put it, it in. And that's exactly what I'm. That's well, exactly that is, what I'm that's saying. That's like, man do it. It's like it's easier for white a white man to do it than Barack, because like we said, like we were like we knew that it would be really hard for Obama to get stuff, especially once he lost the Senate. Because when he first got into office in '08, he the Democrats did run both houses, but because they sat on their hands and didn't really do anything, they lost it and. They weren't letting him do even nothing. Some of those Democrats were racist. Yeah. Oh, it's that, that part too. It happens. That yeah. part too. You right? Because is it? Is it? Um, is it? Is it, is it, is it yeah. No. Go ahead, Benny. You know, but um, that's just like a lot of people don't know about Wilmington, North Carolina. If you know about the story that happened in Wilmington, North Carolina, long ago, black people were mainly Republicans. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Well, in Wilmington, Remember? North Carolina, that city. The majority of that city's political party was African-Americans. And so what ended up happening was at that present moment, the rich white people that were Democrats did not really get along with the poor white people. So the poor white people joined forces with the black people and they created what is called the fusion party. So when the rich white people realized what was going on and they realized that, okay, we cannot beat a combination of black people both rich and poor black people, and then poor white people, how can we dismantle this so-called fusion party? So what ended up happening, there was a well-known newspaper editor. He realized that in order to separate black people from the poor white people was to tell them just how angry and aggressive black people were. And that, oh, if if your daughters and your sisters and your your wives start to like or date black mm-hmm. men then they're going to be beaten and raped and they started posting these blackface cartoons in the newspaper okay. that depicted black people mistreating misusing and abusing white women mm-hmm. so at that point when the poor white people saw this it kind of caused friction between them and the black people. Mm-hmm. Those poor white people then started to vote for the white Democrats. And then what ended up happening, uh, there was a mob of just white people that showed up to Wilmington, North Carolina, and it was a massacre in that city. Oh. Black people, they tried to run black people out of the city. Um, and then they tried to paint it as, oh, black people started this ride or black people started the uh, the killings and the all of this. and. A lot of black people died that day, but then their purpose was to run black people out of Wilmington, North Carolina. But to this day, they won't teach that in the school system. Of course not. Um, But the most they will say is, oh, certain black people, certain white people were for black people and tried to help black people. It's all in, and I can say, I've only found this out because me personally, I I just looked into it. Like I found myself, if I can't sleep at night, I'm looking up stuff like this, whether it be on YouTube or whether it just be Mm-hmm. articles and, and certain things like this. And I can say as I've gotten older, 
you know what I mean? My cousin will tell you, I hate reading books, but as I've gotten older <laughs> and as a man, like if it's something that piques my interest or something that intrigues me, then I'm going to look into it because I don't like going into something blind or going into something without having some sort of knowledge behind it. Yeah. But just in finding out about all these places, um, Central Florida, there was a school where they found a whole bunch of dead bodies where they sent delinquent black boys and these boys were buried and killed. But the school is saying that these boys were run runaways. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people speak so highly of John Hopkins Hospital, but a lot of people don't realize John Hopkins went black that was the first black hospital. And so when women would have their kids, oh, yeah. they would drug these women after having the babies. And then when the women wake up and ask where their kid at, they tell them that their kid died. And really they walked their kid out to the parking lot and sold their kids to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of us as black people don't know this, but we speak so highly of John Hopkins. John Hopkins is such a prestigious hospital, but little do you know how much pain they've caused black women, you know, back in the days. You know, but this is a lot of stuff that I've learned just as of recent. More a lot of story is do your research. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Pretty much. Yeah, everybody's looking like that. Okay, so we've kind of covered a lot of ground. I think what's really left is um, gerrymandering. Yes. Yeah. Baba face is shining. It's been shining the whole time. I needed to get into that. I need to know. Oh, that? No, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. Look, um, <laughs> so my my thing is, I look at gerrymandering, and it kind of is, it, it, it speaks to the story that Benny just told. Um, is is basically when we fall asleep at the wheel, gerrymandering makes mm -hmm. sure that we never get back to the wheel. Um, I look at gerrymandering also kind of like um, gentrification, right? Um, they, they push you out and then do everything possible to keep you out, um, which is why I always feel like when it comes to voting, both are equally important because when you give the majority, I mean, so some will call it redistricting, but I call it all gerrymandering. Both parties do it. So there's no one person is good and the other, no, 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 both parties do it. At the end of the day, gerrymandering is a way to redraw the uh, district line to disenfranchise the opposing party and to make sure that you diffuse enough of their power so that their votes, I hate to say it this way, their votes don't count the way they should. Um, so with gerrymandering, it's one of the ones that I'm really passionate about because when we don't vote the right people into office and we continue to allow majorities to stay in power, they further entrench themselves into, um, into keeping the party lines a certain way, which is why our electoral process is crap. Um, because you can have a party that comes in, once they get a hold of power, um, they redraw the line so that now um, you can take away sections of Broward County and throw it into Palm Beach County, knowing that Palm Beach is going to get you red, not blue, you know that? and lessen the effect of Broward County. So gerrymandering for me, and we've seen some places like in um, 
I think it was in North Carolina or Virginia, one of those states where it was so bad that not only did the person that was consulted to do it have to come out and speak against it, but it went all the way, I believe, to the Supreme Court and Supreme Court had to step in to say, y'all going overboard with this stuff. So it's a huge problem. It's been around forever. When it's done correctly, it should be done based on population growth. That would be cool. But what's really happening is you see that in a certain area, they're growing a majority in a party that you don't like. So you're going to redraw the line so that the representatives that come to the, to the state um, Congress is for your party and then roll that up into the people that are sent from the, uh, from the state are more representative of my party versus lines that speaks to what's actually going on in the state. So for me, gerrymandering is something that we're always gonna have to look against. It's part of why it's important that we vote the right people in. Um, and yes, when you're a Democrat and gerrymandering is happening and they're drawing those state lines to favor what you care about, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, let them do what they want to do. But it's about the gentrification process, right? It's just the, the best analogy that I can use is gentrification. You know, you want that Starbucks there, but who's really getting left out when that Starbucks gets put there? You, know, you want that that trendy store and that new vegan bowl salad making whatever there, but who's really getting hurt when they get left out? Um, it sounds unfair. It is. it is unfair. It is. <laughs> it is unfair, but it's all about power. Um, and that's a great example it, um, with the gentrification. Look at Winwood. <laughs> what do they generalize as? But look at Winwood. Gentrification happened. Now it's, yeah. it's artsy and stuff. But the people who were in those neighborhoods, who lived there, who grew up there, that's all they, they've known all their lives. Where are they now? They can't even afford to stay there. No. Okay. Um, what? What? Okay. Oh. Go ahead, I was say, like even, of course, I don't live in Miami, but even like the pork and beans area, um, from what I heard, they did the same thing with pork and beans. They're doing it with, and I'm just like, okay, pork and beans, yes, it needed a redo, of course, yes, it did, but, <laughs> you know, allow the people, you know, allow the people to be able to come back based on whatever reasonable qualifications. Okay. Yeah. Like back in Gainesville, you couldn't, um, if you had like some, uh, severe felonies, you couldn't get on, you couldn't utilize section eight back in Gainesville. If you had any kind of like violent offenses, you couldn't utilize section eight back in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. Um, what I thought was excessive was if you couldn't pass a drug test, you couldn't utilize section eight in Gainesville. And that, um, that put a lot of people in some really detrimental situations, of course, because I was also working in child welfare. So we had a lot of situation. Yeah. We had a lot of families who were displaced because of that stuff. Um, cis trunk here, cis trunk is being gentrified 
like nobody's business. And a lot of those people, they're not going to be able to go back to their area, places where they've grown up because, you know, some white folks decide that they want to come and buy up the place and push those people out. And then it's a matter of now, where do they go? Yeah. Where are they literally, where are they supposed to go? So if you come and you fix it up and you tell them that they can't come back, where are they supposed to go? I, I think if you look at it this way, right, um, the perfect, and again, this may just be my opinion, the perfect example of gentrification. You ever notice the east sides of the railroad track is always the nicest? The east side? Closer to the beach. You're closer to the water. The beach. Like, prime example, we all grew up in Pompano. Me, April, uh, Kia, James, Sherry went to Ely. You all noticed whenever we it came time for us to skip school, when you went to the east side of Dixie, what happened? Oh, across the track. Nice area. Across it's Lighthouse track. Point. That's where all the white white people will tell you, like, oh, I'm from Pompano. And in actuality, when you look at Pompano, it's not because they've sectioned off the east side of the railroad track and it's called Lighthouse Point. It's not called Pompano Beach. But now if you go to the west side of the tracks, <laughs> it's different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you in the hood, you know what I mean? You see certain things. And, like, I even uh, found myself going to a town hall meeting in Pompano where they were trying to fix Hammondville. Hammondville, for us, that's where everything go down. The Snappers is there. The 2 o'clock store is there. Uh, you go up the street. McMillan's is on Hammondville. You feel me? That's the hood of the hood and where we grew up. But they like, oh, well, we want to try and fix it up, but we don't want to fix it up because how long is it going to stay like that? Mm. That's like the Starbucks um, around from Miramar High School did not last but, but a couple of you notice, if you go to the east side of Six Trunk, like that's once true. you get by, uh, past Regal Chase, all oh, that's, that's nice. nice. No, but even um, towards 31st, they're starting to make it look it's a little nice. decent. But you can only do so much. <laughs> you can only do so much, and it's sad. But it's like, okay, like, they push us away from the east side. You can't live by the beach if you can't afford flood insurance. Yeah. Flood insurance costs you an arm and a leg. That's true. Like, yeah. even if you stay, you can stay close to a canal. You can stay Flood insurance is expensive. And people don't realize that, but it's it goes back to again, and I'm a stickler for this. Yeah, you gotta do for home, but at the same token, you gotta get out there in these other counties and these other places. Cause don't get me wrong, uh, and I hate to backtrack, but even when you look at like the, the conversation about state, local, and primary and general elections, right? Mm -hmm. The state of Florida, you're gonna always count on. I say less than 10 counties to be a Democrat or a blue party county. That's Miami-Dade, Broward, West Palm Beach. And then you go north to where James live at. Anything else outside of Broward, Dade, and West Palm Beach, everything else is red till you get to North Florida. So is that, is that why we're a swing state? What does yes. a swing state even mean? A swing state means yes. because we are the biggest county because Dade, Broward and Palm Beach, they're big counties. So when when blue wins in those counties, they need all those hillbilly redneck little counties oh, in Florida okay. to to yeah. be red, to be Republican. 
Okay. Like, and a lot of it, I think, I'm not sure, and James quote me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure if it's Orlando, Jacksonville, or Tallahassee. One of those three counties is a blue county. Every other county in the state of Florida is red. So wow. that's why when it comes to Florida, Florida, I think it is, and, and By the way. Ohio, I think Ohio, Iowa, it's like three or four states that are swing states. But Florida is the biggest of those swing states. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like Florida, Michigan, Ohio. Yeah, it's like um, like Florida is the biggest when you look at statewide. Yeah. All the other states are small states. And it, it's sad, but I say, yeah, we could do all of this. And when you look over the years, yeah, Broward, Dade, and West Palm are going to always be blue. But until we get out to those other areas, um, and it goes back to voter rights, Florida is one state where if you got in trouble, and you know you did something you have to apply to get your rights back as a voter yeah where there's some there's other states where as long as you did your time or you did your restitution you automatically get your voters rights back yeah but florida is a one lot of, of people states. don't know that and a lot right i was just well, we have to share, I, sherry correct me if i'm wrong because you were on the panel on the facebook page that we did a yeah. lot of people don't know that you can you can get your right back to vote but mm-hmm. they, it's not taught. It's not. It's something that's you know just buried. So a lot of people don't know that if they don't research, they just it just gets lost in the sauce. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I feel like part of it is because there's this overarching idea that black people don't do research and they don't ask questions and they don't go look for so, stuff. So grandmother would always say, "And God rest my grandmother's soul, I love her." Yeah. It's a true statement. If you ever want to keep anything away from a black man or woman, in a book. and that's why I say I'm big on doing research, and that's why I say I can I can sit here and I can have intellectual conversations, and whether I'm right or wrong, I can sit down and say, okay, I can understand where you're coming from, and we can agree to disagree, but at the same token, I feel like if I'm opening my mouth and I'm trying to enlighten anybody on anything, again, don't take my word for it. I'm just telling you what I learned. Go do your own research. Get your own perception. That's just why, that's like why I hate having a conversation about religion. The Bible was wrote based on the perception of different people. So again, how I perceive a certain chapter of the Bible is different from how you receive it. The same way if I do my research, I perceive what I research different and I can provide you with the same information. But my mindset and how I view things is different from yours. You may receive it and you may look at it in a negative light where I'm looking at it as a positive light where James may look at it and see both sides and be like, okay, I can do that. I can live it. I can live with that. I can, I can digest that. Sherry, you may look at it different, but people just, I don't know. I, I just feel like I hate to waste my breath in talking to people about certain things, but I like intellectual conversations. I agree. Because it's a lot that I don't know. Mm-hmm. To uh, chime in, uh, piggyback on earlier, Ben, uh, Orlando, the Orange County is a blue state. Okay. I mean, it's a blue county. That's what, and I figured that's what it was. Okay. And I, what, what yeah. I was going to say on top of what... Um, oh, go ahead, Baba. Was that Baba? No, I was going to say um, that, you know, to the point of the whole swing, swing state thing, yeah. um, you know, it's just basically just saying that this is a, a, a state that can swing in the blue or red or whatever candidate. It can go either way. And they usually carry a lot of electoral votes. And the thing with Florida is in Central Florida, and I guess um, Akil can speak more to this, 
um, from what I've read is that the population is growing there and it's growing also with um, a lot of Hispanics. I think Puerto Ricans were one of the um, folks that were growing a lot in Central Florida that's helping to keep it green and blue. So you can only imagine that as it continues to grow and expand in Central Florida, it's going to affect some of these less populous pockets of areas and counties in northern and just north of Central Florida. So of course, when you start, when you have, um, and Florida's um, Senate, I believe they have 40 seats and um, the House of Representatives has like 120 or something like that. And for as long as I've remembered, they've always been red. They're always a red majority. They're always a red majority in the state House and Senate. And these are the folks who are redrawing the line. So when they're saying, oh, every so often we have to you know, redistrict, we have to redraw the redistricting line, it starts to push the envelope of gerrymandering when they take a county like Osceola County and say, hey, this is a growing blue county. We need to make sure that we can stay in power in here. So we're going to redraw the line. So now it starts to affect the state and keep the state red. So the policies that have an immediate effect in the state that affects those things like, you know, we put the referendum on the ballot to say, give these um, um, ex-prisoners their rights back. And then what happens? Oh, it's not defined what it means to give them back. Do they have to pay their fine before they get it back and this and that. And all this is going on when the people are saying, we're giving their rights back, they pay their time. But what happens? Well, when they throw that referendum out there and these politicians go out and they speak to it, well, now they've redrawn the line so that when a certain county votes in a certain way, it's dissolved. So gerrymandering, in a sense, affects more um, on the local level. Yeah. It can have an effect or it does have its effect on a federal level when we're thinking about how it impacts Congress. Um, but ultimately, a swing state is going to be a swing state. Yeah. And kind of to piggyback off that and what um, Baba was saying, like right now, when you look at it, there's a total of 40 seats in the Senate for the state of Florida. 23 of those seats were held by Republicans. Oh. 17 are held by Democrats. And as far as the, the House of Representatives, there's 120 seats. Yeah. Currently, right now, 73 are Republicans, 46 are Democrats, and then there's one vacant seat. So it's always been red. It's always been red. Yeah. So until we until we can swing it <laughs> to where at least it, it breaks down half and half, half and or half. at least the Democrats take the majority. Or again, unless it's somebody that can benefit the state of Florida both unbiasedly for mm -hmm. both whites and blacks and for all cultures, races and religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's gonna always sit there, and it's always gonna be a tire, a tire swing state. That's why the country be upset with us in Ohio <laughs> when elections happen. Yeah, and they sitting there, they sitting there yeah. looking at the TV, yeah, like, "What's Florida gonna do? What's Florida gonna do?" And then we like, "Damn it, man!" Every election, you never, you never know what every election. Does. Everyone, you never know what Florida, and even sometimes, um, I, I don't know if we were having a personal conversation with Benny about it, but I think one of these last elections, I don't remember which one, but 
Florida, I want to say it was Florida or Georgia, somebody had one Democratic Democratic Party mm-hmm. and the Electoral College decided that they want to do something else. They went a whole and different so, <laughs> And they went a whole, di- they went, they went to the other side and then the uh, conversation, I think it was this year or late last year, was starting to ensue about whether they're to get rid of the Electoral College because they still have the ability to choose who they want to choose, even if the popular the popular vote mm-hmm. isn't in agreement to what they, you know what I'm saying, isn't in agreement to what they have. So it, that's why people also feel like the general election is not important because we can vote Democrat and electoral party want to vote Republican and they can do that. It's and that's where, you know. Because when you look at last year, Hillary beat Donald Trump by 3 million votes. He still won. And that's right. why I, said, I just recently read an article where the article said this election, him running against Biden, he can lose by almost five million votes plus, and he can and still there. win. So it's like it's disheartening to people, and that's why I said I understand everybody's viewpoint and everybody being on the oh I, I I'm pro voting pro voting, but it's real disheartening for people to keep hearing my vote counts, my vote counts, my vote counts, and then you really don't and looking. This man has lost by five million votes. And yet he's still my president. I can't yell my president black no more. My president is Crayola Orange. <laughs> my president Tangerine Orange. I can't, and he lost. Yeah. How? And that's why I say it's disheartening for somebody to. And again, I hate to bring this up because when I found it out, it was kind of disheartening to me. Like the dude Andrew Gillum, right? For the life of me, I did not realize this. Blessed Up until I saw him post the video. <laughs> and again, to me, I'm, I'm the type of person, I don't, you know, I roll with the punches. <clears throat> How is it you lose and out of the blue, you just become a straight up crackhead? Pla- passed out in a hotel room. Pressure, man. Why, Pressure. Be, why he got to be a crackhead, though? Like, why because he got to be doing white people stuff. <laughs> Who? Crystal meth? You drinking? You ain't drinking Hennessy and, and, and Remy? Well, he was functioning. If no, he, he wasn't because his wife found him incapacitated. When he did his video, he said his wife found him incapacitated. Oh, he did? No, fam. Again, and don't get me wrong. My thing is, when you ran for the mayor of Tallahassee or for whatever it is, just because you didn't lose, that didn't bring out all of these internal issues that you had. But because you lost, which... You should have known you were going to lose because Florida is a swing state for the president. What made you think for the Democrat, for, for the governor, you was going to be A1 in the paint, fam? Nah, like you got you to gotta go into this saying, okay, there's a possibility I could lose. What is going to happen if I do lose? And I think in politics, a lot of politicians don't realize that. And that's why politicians are so petty. And it's, hey, listen, fam. Y'all finna vote him in the office, but fam be skinny dipping <laughs> with with his wife or his wife, him and his wife swingers. And yes. you gotta go into this knowing like people gonna do everything in their power the to dirt. throw you in the dirt. They trying it's to run you over game. with a bus, they trying to run you over, back the bus up, all this. Fam, you don't give yourself a good look because now how the world is gonna view Florida is well shit, they they had a black man try and run and and look what happened to him when he lost. Oh, I hate to say it, and it's 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 a true statement, but 
you kind of put a distasteful taste in your mouth <laughs> because you lost and then all of a sudden, fam, you in a hotel room, drugged out and drunk. So see, also, like, I it was get set up. I can understand, you know, to be discouraged when you find out yeah. that, um, that although in the popular vote, um, he lost by three million, he still won the electoral college. I can understand how that can be disheartening. And even reading this article, I haven't read the article, but this article that alleges that even if he loses by five, it's all possible because, hey, that's the way the laws are written. So it's, it's fair game. But there's something to be said about turning out the vote as well, because the thing could have happened to Barack where he could have lost by, I'm sorry, where um, uh, John McCain could have lost the popular vote and still won the general election due to the electoral college, but people showed up. And I think at, at some point, we have to take a step back and say, when people don't show up, it shows up. Exactly. Because where the popular vote was lost were in those places, I'm sorry, where the electoral college swung in the favor of Trump were in the same places, the same states that turned out the blue vote for um, Barack, uh, what's his face? Um, her face, uh, Hillary, couldn't get him out to vote for her. And in, in some cases, the whole deal of what happened in the primaries between her and Bernie at the end where they alleged there was some DNC manipulation and uh, uh, racial whatever that tried to make sure Bernie, who's not even a Democrat to begin with, did not um, get the top of the ticket. And that caused a lot of those voters to say, I'm not going to vote. So now if those people showed up and voted the way they were supposed to, those states that swung in Trump's favor wouldn't have. And even if he came close to getting the popular election, the Electoral College would have righted that. So, you know, we can argue to a blue in the face whether, um, you know, popular or electoral. I personally would like a, a, a very direct form of voting, which exactly. is popular vote wins it. But hey, this is the system that we have. And the way we have this system, it depends on people to show up at the polls where they need to show up. And if they do, we keep the, the, the remedial substitute teachers out. And when we don't, <laughs> when we don't, Why are you those, folks, <laughs> those folks that have these racist views and racist agendas that always show up to every election with their grandbabies and their dogs that is barking and annoying will show up and will speak for you. So yes, this is why part this is why part of that whole notion of the whole gerrymandering thing becomes important because now you can have a state where even if you think you're voting your way to victory, they've drawn the line in a way that it it restricts it. But if people turn out in those same districts it boosts that part of the state and it boosts the number that pushes the state to quote unquote swing the way it needs to. So at the end of the day, turnout is still important and messaging helps to discourage people from turning out. When we think about how social media has been used, Trump and his team 
and I don't, I don't even want to give him credit because all these things were not done by him. He's just the puppet and the figurehead. It's his, it's the people that are behind the scenes that are pushing these agendas. You, know, you think about what, how they took Barack's playbook for, for, um, for taking it down to the state and amplifying it um, on social media. And the same person who's running around saying everything is fake news was the main one using fake news to keep people away from the polls. And you think about how Cambridge Analytica did what they did. When I watched the documentary of how Cambridge Analytica operates, I'm not surprised, but I'm still surprised. Because the US is not the first place they've done this. They've turned elections in a very specific direction in some it of these did that with Caribbean Brexit too. In Brit in Brit they did it with Brexit. Um, yep. They did it with Brexit. They did it in some of these Caribbean countries and nobody knew until he, they did it here. And it's interesting how they can take one piece of information, throw it online and cause chaos and people actually like fall for that. You know, I've fallen for the fake news. Even before Cambridge Analytica, there's this site, The Onion, that I used to read. And it was a parody site, but there were people who took it seriously where they would take actual news and they'll falsify it for a joke, but some people took that seriously. And this has always been around on the internet. So it becomes important where um, we make sure that we don't get dissuaded from showing up. It's discouraging, it's disheartening, but I refuse to let somebody else speak for me. Also, also, uh, also um, like, why is it important to vote? Um, I forgot when, like, I forgot how often the seats are up in the, the Senate and the House of Representatives in the Congress. But, Ooh, yeah, so when you vote, that that makes an impact. Because I think the Democrats took back over the lower, I think it's the lower part of the House, I mean, of the, the Congress, which is the, the House. The House. Democrats have the and House, then, Republicans got the Senate. Yeah, but I think, like, if I'm not mistaken, I think they closed the lead on how many seats in the Senate compared to how yeah. many the, the Republicans did have. But yeah. that's stuff like that, like the intricacies of voting when it comes to some of that stuff. Because if it's blue in the Congress, then you basically control how you can run the country at that point. And I think um, people showed out, showed up for, like, the... Um, the House of Representatives, because um, I think we took back over the lower half of the Congress, and then people showed up for the Senate not as good as we anticipated, because they closed the lead. I think it's like 53, 45, 2 um, in, the, in the Senate. But that's why I say it's important to, to vote on every level, because all that stuff makes a, makes a difference when it comes to who's going to be in office and what they can, what policies are going to be able to be in in place and how the country is going to be ran. Um, if it's going to be red, like then it's going to be ran like a Republican, no matter if the, there's a Democratic uh, president in in office. So uh, we, that's what happened with Barack. He was in a red, he had a red house, basically. Like it was, it was red in the house, it was red in the um, Senate. And he tried to impose, I mean, he barely got the uh, the healthcare plan to pass through 
he had to fight for some of the stuff that he even got in place. So a lot of people want want to say that he failed as a president. They don't look at all the nuances that goes with being a president. Like if my, if my boy, if my boy, if my boy in the red house, ain't nothing but bloods and there ain't no crips. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I was waiting for somebody to make that reference. I was waiting. Oh, I, I said it low key before, but <laughs> understand where he was coming from. Because although you may not agree with me based on your political party, he made them understand like why they should support what he was trying to do. Like in prime example, when you look at the House versus the Senate, right now you're looking at about a hundred seats in the Senate. Uh, Republicans are at 53, Democrats 45, independents have two seats. The House of Representatives, there's 435 seats. Uh, Democrats hold 232, Republicans hold 198. Uh, what is this? The Libertarians hold one, and then there's still four vacancies. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? So at is. some point, we have to get it. And and my biggest thing is, like, I think we have to get rid of these so-called swing states. What? Because at the end of the day, when you look at it, all of these other states, again, I'm going to use I'm gonna use a rapper term. They pin toes down in the paint on what they stand for. It's either you a Democrat or you're a Republican. Again, you can't you can't be swinging left and right because then that's where you get all of these. Oh, it's this, that, and the third. It's always something going on. When you look at it, out of Florida, Broward County is the worst county. Broward and Dade, worst counties, because votes always either come up missing, somebody always stuffing the ballot boxes. Like I'm trying oh, to figure out, so I'm trying to, see, I'm trying to figure out who stole the ballot printing machine that y'all able to stuff ballots. <laughs> who stole the machine? Right, yeah. How y'all stuffing ballots? Exactly, guys. This um, this was very thorough. I can't wait to post this actually because, especially like in our community, um, community of people of color, I think that. This is very informative, it's relatable, how that how we're delivering the information, the awareness. Then he, you know, you're coming from a different opposition. You know? But but you you delivered it in a way where you weren't ignorant in a sense. Like you still gave like relevant information, your research and so forth. Listen, this is what my platform is about. It's about respecting people's opinions, it's about delivering facts. It's about just coming together as a community and just having a unified discussion about something that matters to us. So thank y'all so much for participating tonight. Is there any last words, question, comments? This was very informative. That's my comment. I can't wait to show my dad. Bang, bang, go vote, go vote in the presidential election. Yes, I'm going to get a bottle of Hennessy. All right, I'm going to get some bottle of Hennessy you vote. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Okay. There are two free lap dances in the vote. I will say this, though. Lord. I need a healthy debate. I'm, I'm get some incentives out there. Yeah, I'm able to sit back as, as somebody who used to vote and somebody who just, okay. like I said, I can say truly and wholeheartedly, I'm one of those people that was discouraged because like I said, there's a lot of things that just didn't sit well with me. It's a lot of things where I can say like, as a man, like, yeah, we grow up in life and you go off of what your parents instill in you and what your parents imprint in you, but you truly don't know what it is until you do your own research or until you say, 
you know, what do I stand for as an adult, man or woman? Okay. You get what I'm saying? Because, yeah, just because my parents were a Democrat, does that necessarily mean I have to grow up Democrat? You get what I'm saying? But okay. at the same token, to be able to sit down, and one thing I can say I love about my family and I love about the people who my family surrounds themselves with, like, again, you can't stir me wrong. Because at the end of the day, we strong-minded individuals, we strong-willed individuals. But let's sit down and let's have a healthy debate, whether I agree with you or not, or whether yeah. we argue or not. Right. At the same token, we can agree to disagree and we can understand where everybody's coming from. Okay. And all right, you know what I mean? Like when Kia asked me, she was like, you sure you want to join in? She was like, because I think you probably like the only person who's opposed to vote. And I'm like, I'm like, at the end of the day, I can only give my opinion and I can only come from where I'm coming from. I say, but I need everybody to understand, like, I'm not cool for somebody who's trying to turn my my way of thinking. I feel the way I feel. And hey, that time may come where I feel like, okay, maybe I need to vote. But I got to make that decision as a man. You get what I'm saying? I can't make that decision because somebody's like, oh, your opinion doesn't matter. How you feel don't matter. What you talking about don't matter. I don't care. All right. You ain't got to agree with me. But allow me to understand where you're coming from and understand where I'm coming from and let's have a healthy debate. Read I, I can I can appreciate Betty's point of view because it's articulated properly. What annoys me to the high heavens is when somebody says, Oh, I'm not gonna vote because my vote don't count, they don't matter. And you ask them, Well, why do you think it doesn't matter? And it's cause these crackers ain't trying to fix. I'm like, all right. Just, like, like, I know. Right, I can't talk to you. But this is why I have my cousin, because I know the difference between those people who are not allowed on my platform. And <laughs> to, to you already know, uh-uh. But I also know that Benny, even though he can sometimes be a little controversial, Very. he's just a strong-minded person because of his own research. And he has his facts and he has that data, like his, his data bank is ready. Computer. And I think that that's what healthy debate is about. You understand what I'm saying? Whether you're on the same team or an opposing team, but it's like all about respect and all about coming with facts. So that's why I wanted him to be the one to represent those the individual that's let me tell you why side. i oppose i'm the only opposing side but, but obama is about to drop some knowledge so we got to cut in a little show i do yeah. apologize but he's on tv because right? he probably keep looking back yeah <laughs> <laughs> i already know we can keep recording but he's nice. like, love y'all good night have a good one yeah, peace out thank you <laughs> what's up on y'all last break